Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to a Thunder and Lightning exclusive here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad, I'm joined now by Cole Kublik from the SEC Network and, of course, the three-man front over on Jocks FM. Cole, you were at two Mississippi State games this year on the sidelines. The, the first one, the Kentucky game, probably State's worst offensive performance to date. Then you were at the Egg Bowl, obviously not a win, but a much better offensive performance just from what you saw there on the sidelines and what you've gone back and watched since then, what was the biggest difference between Mississippi State's offense in that game against Kentucky versus the Egg Bowl? I would say probably acceptance of the offense, just having an understanding of, of what it needs to be, where the ball needs to go, when to get it there, um, the patience that goes with it, things of that nature. Um, I, I felt like earlier in the season there was – there was a lot of times that quarterbacks were pressing, trying to trying to find things, create things that just weren't going to be there, especially the coverages that they were given. And I mean, it's, it's an offense that a lot of times you're just going to have to dink and dunk. You're going to have to check down. You're going to have to take what the defense has given you and then allow your guys to go make plays. And I feel like also some more willing ball carriers, be it receiver and running back, that were able to go make people miss and then help create a little bit more. So I, mean, I, I just think an overall acceptance of what it is and how to make it go as opposed to just trying to make it be something that it's really not. What did you think of Will Rogers when you, when you saw him in Oxford? He, he's pretty impressive. I, the thing that stood out to me the most was how he maneuvered in the pocket and not so much just straight-line speed or – you know, the ability to escape or elude, anything like that, but just knowing when to move, knowing where to move, how to move, when to keep a play alive as far as when to keep looking for something downfield and still make a throw, when to tuck the ball and run, you know, when to throw the ball away. I, I just felt like he had really good pocket presence. And I didn't, I didn't realize that he had that maneuverability and showed that he did. So I, you know, I thought a couple weeks before that, you could see that he had a pretty good understanding of, of how to operate the offense, and that was growing. But I, I didn't really know. I don't think I, I think I learned the most about his ability to just dance around the pocket, still be able to create, find some things, um, either when things broke down or when pressure arrived. And you know, that's something that I, I thought that's what kept him in the game. Honestly, uh, he had a couple big catches. He had some big stops on defense, but I mean, his his ability to move around and keep plays alive, I, I thought kept stayed in that game. Then on the other side of the ball, defensively, I've been very impressed with what Zach Arnett likes to do in terms of his scheme. I feel like the, 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 the defense is better than the talent that it has. I don't know that there's, you know, there's no Jeff Simmons on this team, no Montez Sweat, no Jonathan Abram, but they have been really good all season long. Just from what you see on film, what do you like about Mississippi State's defense? Well, first off, you, you, when, it, when you say – you like the scheme, I'm with you, but it's almost impossible to label what it is because he does so much. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I would hate playing against it because just the identification portion of it would be a headache. You, I mean, you're, you're, getting, you're getting three down, you're getting Oki, you're getting odd, you're getting bear, I mean, you're getting underlooks, overlooks, you're, you're getting pressure packages. They, every stunt in the, in the book, run stunts, slants, twists, games, and they run them well, and you put that on top of the fact that some of those guys up front are playing high-level football, 
I mean, Marquis Spencer should be first team All SEC. You know, Errol Thompson's playing like he was two years ago. Kobe Jones is having a good year, um, and I think it's more advantageous for what they have. They're not a they're not a, a thick, heavy defensive line like some old state defensive lines that we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. So taking them to being a more attacking front, I think fit what they have a little bit better. Um, they're fun to watch, and, and it's cool to watch because they do give you everything and. And they do attack so much. I mean, they, they never take their foot off the gas. And I, I never really thought, I never really thought of it this way, but when we had them for the Egg Bowl, we were talking to Zach about that. And he said, you know, it's no different than take this Ole Miss offense. And they're going to give us all these motions and all these formations. And, you know, they're going to go fast. He's like, well, this, this, is, this is my way to counter that. You know, all the, we, we talk about window dressing all the time, and we talk about things that cause confusion for a defense. Well, why can't I do that? And why can't I try to cause that commotion for the offense? And, it, and it, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's exactly what he's doing. So I would not be surprised to see if more of these offenses are going, you know, heavy motion, different formations, movement shifts, then going fast. If you get more defenses that just say, all right, we're going to counter that with all kind of crazy stuff on our own, on our own and hope that you turn somebody loose and they have a chance to go make a play. Never really thought about it like that, but yeah, I agree with that. That's a very interesting uh, idea. Let's let's look at this game in particular. Bo Nix, you know, you know all about him. Talented kid, but it, it just hasn't come together for him in his first two years at Auburn. He has some moments where he looks like you know he's the next big thing, and then there's some moments where you think, gosh, can this guy go at all? You know, who is Bo Nix? I think Mississippi State fans and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, but I want to preface it with I'm not projecting that this is where I think the end result will be. I don't think the, I'm not I'm not predicting that the end results will match. But when Dak decided to come back for his last year, Ooh. I labeled I labeled him a better football player than a quarterback uh-huh. going into his last year, and I thought in his final year under Dan he became a much better quarterback than a football player. Mm-hmm. I think I think Bo Nix right now is more of a football player than a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a guy, when you watch him, it, it comes across that he thinks he can win with effort. He thinks trying hard, throwing the ball hard, running fast. It, you know, it, it appears as though he believes that those are the most important attributes of playing that position. And I think what he needs to learn over time is sometimes managing the pocket, sometimes understanding where pressure is coming from and not just leaving the pocket, when to throw the ball away, when to take contact, when not to stay in bounds and try to run over a DB as opposed to going out of bounds, how to, how to control sort of the velocity and the tempo on some of your passes. Some don't need to be thrown 100 miles an hour. Those are things that I think you learn over time or can learn over time. And, and he's going to have to, if he's ever going to become a great quarterback in this league, he's going to have to take being a good football player and turn that into being a good quarterback. And, you know, I think there, there are a lot of instances of this in college football and in the NFL over time. Some guys have been able to do it, like Dak was able to do it. Other guys haven't been able to do it. And, you know, like, I don't think, I don't think Nick Marshall ever became a great quarterback, but he was in a system that 
didn't necessarily ask him to be that. This system does allow for Bo Nix to sort of freelance and be a football player at times, but I think it asks more of him being a quarterback than those other things. And he's just going to have to learn how to get there. Um, the consistency has got to find a way to change. You know, the home road splits are something that's just, I mean, you always expect your guy to be a little bit better at home, but not to the extent that it right. has been. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's like mind-blowing. So I think he's a kid that gives you great effort. I think he's a kid that's got a ton of talent. I, just, I still think he's, he's sort of learning the intricacies of the quarterback position. I'm going to sort of give away my prediction here, but I, I like State's chances in this game. If we, if I talk to you on Sunday morning and the final score is Mississippi State 34, Auburn 27, is your first reaction going to be, well, State won that game, or is it going to be Auburn lost that game? No, I would say State won it because I think State has a mismatch on the line of scrimmage when they're on defense, and that should be an area of real concern for Auburn. And if Tank Bigsby can't get going, this offense is very different. Seth Williams has three touchdowns this year Yeah, on the season, three touchdowns. Two of those came against Kentucky. Let's say game a, of the two year. in the first game, yeah. So it's it, teams have have found a way to neutralize him, and maybe some of that is Auburn neutralizing him on accident. Um, when Tank goes, the offense seems to go, and so if Spencer and Jones and Thompson and those guys can neutralize that, I is there enough to go to to be able to be successful? Now, there have been some times that I think. Zach has gotten a little bit too aggressive, or maybe you can just catch him aggressive at times. And with Anthony Schwartz and Seth Williams, that, that has a chance to be successful. But you got to continue to give them chances. Um, offensively, the team leader in sacks is a Kobe McLean with three. He's an undersized linebacker. Um, they Auburn's not great up front, and they've been getting pushed around a lot, which won't really matter in this game. I mean, their third down defense has been – they've been giving up over 60% third downs in each of the last three three games they've played. Uh, you got a couple guys on the back end that have not been tackling very well. Uh, and this is a game – I was asked the other day, like, what's the one thing that you think decides this game? And I said tackling. I said I think if, if Auburn tackles very well in this game, I think they win this game. But if you get little crossers and you get balls to the running backs out in the flat – you know, and you get some you get some dig routes, and you get you get some high percentage throws that all of a sudden turn into explosive plays, and that happens consistently. So I think State wins the game. Um, and I think if State tackles well, that means they probably neutralize Tank Bigsby, and they put this offense in a spot where they don't really want to live, and that would be much more advantageous for Mississippi State. Well, we'll see what happens on Saturday at Davis Wade Stadium. Cole Kublik will be on the sidelines on the call along with Tom Hart and Jordan Rogers on the SEC Network. Man, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.